Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hi, and welcome to Concussion Talk Podcast. My name is Nick Mercer. I write Concussion Talk, www.concussiontalk.com. This is episode number 14, and in it, I'll be talking to Kit Darling. Kit is a physiotherapist on the Acquired Brain Injury Rehab Team at Toronto Rehab Institute, part of Toronto's University Health Network. We talk about the work she does for her brain injury patients. Okay, I'm on the phone now with Kit Darling of Toronto Rehab Institute, and I'll get Kit to introduce herself and tell you about what she, the work she does. So, Kit, please. Hi, Nick. My name is Kit Darling. I'm a physiotherapist at Toronto Rehab Institute. I work in the Acquired Brain Injury Inpatient Rehab Unit, and I did my physiotherapy schooling at U of T, and I graduated in 2009. Great. Okay. So, well, you graduated in 09, so how big a part of your, you graduated your physiotherapy degree in 09, right? Yeah. Okay, how, so how big a part of your, of that degree was brain injury, concussion, treatment? Was that just, was that topic covered a lot? Or just more, is it just in general, was it just in a general sense? Well, um, in physiotherapy, it's kind of divided into three main areas. So you have your musculoskeletal, um, physiotherapist, cardio rest, and then neuro. So within neuro, we learned about brain injury, stroke, um, but a whole bunch of other neurological diagnoses like Parkinson's disease and spinal cord injury and whatnot. So concussion would have been a small portion of that as well. Uh, okay, well, thank you. So uh, you mentioned you work in Toronto Rehab, but for people who don't know, could you talk a bit more about Toronto Rehab Hospital, Rehab Institute? and the UHN network, and uh, how many PTs are there? How long have you worked there? Okay, uh, well, I did a little bit of research for you, and I found <laughs> out that Toronto Rehab was founded in 1922, and it was the first 
freestanding rehab facility in North America. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's impressive. Yeah, so, so initially it was open to cater to Canadian soldiers that were injured in World War I. Um, but I'm not much of a historian, so fast no, forward doesn't. to now. <laughs> Toronto Rehab consists of about four main sites, and they all cater to different patient populations. So there's the Lindhurst Center, which caters to spinal cord injury patients. There's the Bickle Center, which does complex continuing care. There's the Rumsey Center, which has cardiac rehab, as well as outpatient stroke and brain injury. And then the University Center, which is where I work, um, it has inpatient brain injury, stroke, geriatric, musculoskeletal, um, inpatient and outpatient facilities, as well as research facilities. So the Univers University Center is at, on U of T campus, or is it just right downtown? Um, on it's on, yeah, it's, it's uh, downtown on University Ave, which some people refer to as like Hospital Row because there right, are about yes. four hospitals on that street. Yes. So, and that's part of the uh, side University Health Network and Health Network in Toronto. So it's both. Uh, four or five hospitals? Yes, I believe it's four hospitals. There's the Princess Margaret Cancer Center. Yeah. There's the acute care hospitals of Toronto Western and Toronto General. And then Toronto Rehab is the rehabilitation aspect, I guess, of the University Health Network. Okay, wow. So how, so how long have you worked at, at the University Center at, in Toronto Rehab? Um, well, I started as a casual therapist in 2009, just working in various programs across three of the sites. Okay. Um, but I got my first contract in brain injury in 2010. I worked there for a couple of years before I decided to move to BC, and I took a job in concussion there for a couple of years. Did you um, say BC? Did you say BC or DC? BC, Kelowna, BC. Okay. Yeah, so I've since moved back to Toronto and have been back at TRI in brain injury for about a year. Okay, well, and you said you mentioned me before that you work in the, you, you work in the neuro, neurocognitive stream now and you previously worked in the neurophysical stream. So could you tell people what those two streams are and are there any other streams of ABI, acquired brain injury? Uh, good question. So at Toronto Rehab, the Acquired Brain Injury Inpatient Program is divided into two streams. So the neurophysical stream would cater more to patients who have significant physical difficulties such as um, weakness and inability to walk, things like that. And the patients on the neurocognitive stream typically have more cognitive impairments, so problems with their memory, um, problems with their attention, orientation, uh, and things like that. So okay, so you you are uh, you work in the inpatient hospital, which kind of answered one of my questions, which was how do how they get to you? But they are in a hospital, so these inpatients they come to you directly just. Country have to have a hospital inpatient unit in the building, or is it are they come from? Are they just doing rehab there? Are they doing hospital there? Are they being treated there for hospital issues? Or are they being are they there simply for rehab? Um. So typically, I would say the course after you get a brain injury, 
first you would be in an acute care hospital yeah. where you're getting treated for your medical issues. So you'd have your surgery there and you'd probably be a lot more unstable, have your lines and tubes and constant monitoring by doctors and nurses and things like that. Once you're more medically stable, then you get moved to a rehab hospital and that's what Toronto Rehab is. So um, certainly the patients are sleeping there overnight, um, but they're medically stable and they don't have as high medical needs, I guess you could say. Okay. When I was in, in my acute, acute, the acute care hospitals, when I was just after I had been majored, I apparently I've now had, my mind is very hazy at this time, but I saw some physiotherapists who were just teaching me how to sit up and so how is that is that part of the just University Health Network in Albuquerque or is that part of the their country of their your mandate? Um, so for sure early on you'll see physiotherapists in acute care as well because it's important to get patients moving early on even when they have their um, medical, you know, when they're more medically unstable, um, but it's once they're in in rehab that they're working about, you know, an hour a day with physiotherapists doing a lot more physical exercise. Oh, yeah, well, I remember that, that well. Sorry? Does that oh, sorry, I lost your audio there for a minute. Oh, what? Not for a minute, but for a few seconds. <laughs> um, so when they when these patients come to you, they come to you directly from from the hospital. But are yeah. the, and uh, do, so do you get a doctor a doctor report before you see any patient, or when you see a patient, like how do well, you obviously do get a doctor doctor's report? So what yeah. what do uh when do they come to you before, during, or just after seeing them once, or? Um, so typically we'll get like a discharge summary from the acute care hospital that will outline the medical care that they had um, when they were in the, ho in the acute care hospital. And we would read through those and a few notes from the therapist in acute care just to see what their functional status is. Um, we would read through those before seeing the patient for the first time in rehab. Okay, so about how many patients do you think you see a year in this sense? Well, generally, I mean, I don't know if you can yeah. allowed to sell the exact number, but... That's a good question. Um, I see my caseload is about six patients at a time, oh, and nice. they stay for about a month each. So that's six, pa six patients a month times 12 months is about 70 patients a yeah. year. So, wow. So do you, do you see patients every, every day, like... The, the, the same patient will come for an hour a day, every day? Or yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, Monday through Friday, and yeah. then we have one day of weekend therapy, oh. which is a little bit different. Yes, it is. And then the patients get to take a break on Sundays. <laughs> Great. <laughs> so how many, would you just say, how many repeat, repeat patients have you seen? Patients that you've seen before for a brain injury? And seeing them again for, the, for a brain injury or even another, I guess you only, you only see brain injury patients, but so how many repeat brain injury patients have you seen? Do you, or you, have, have you seen any? Um, you know, hope, hopefully it doesn't happen too often. It's pretty rare that we would have a patient 
come back with a second brain injury. Um, you know, hopefully we've done a good enough job to keep them safe and, and nothing happens again, but you never know. So, you know, I, I think I've had maybe in my entire career, maybe one or two patients who who were in rehab after sustaining a second brain injury. Well, that's good, at least on one or two, at least. I mean, it's not good, but it's better than more than that. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so uh, you say you say you read the doctor report before you before you see a patient, but are there any things, anything, is there anything that you, as a, phys- as a physiotherapist, want to know about a patient that you can ask him or him or her or just watch him or her and uh, that, you, that you don't read on a doctor report, that you just see by observing... See, so you, you just tell by observing. You learn, sorry, by observing. Um. Well, I think the the most important thing that I want to know is, would be by asking them just what their goals are for their therapy, and uh, kind of what they like doing before, so that I can incorporate their interests into my treatment. Well, this is kind of off script, I guess, but uh, off the question script I sent you. But uh, so what? How important do you think having people having goals for the rehab is? I think it's I think it's so important because um, oh, <laughs> I think it's uh, so important because you know it can be difficult. I'm sure, as you know, being stuck in a hospital and not doing your yeah. your day to day real life. So if you have something achievable that you really want and you can work on day to day, I think that probably makes your time in, in rehab a lot more valuable and meaningful every day. Yeah. So do you think these goals, because obviously brain your patients have other issues, other issues as well, do these goals always come directly from their thoughts or do they think they've had a bit of, not coaching, but help with defining their goals by doctors and other therapists? Or do you, or do you see that just later on, as the as they progress? Um, we try to encourage all the patients to set their own goals, um, but some for sure might need a little bit more help than others. Um, uh, as you know, because I think you're you're going to ask me a question about, um, you know, if patients know how physically impaired they are, if they know the cognitive issues they're having and, and sometimes they don't unfortunately that's part of brain injury so patients who who can't really understand what their impairments are would definitely need a little bit more help setting goals that's a good segue actually my next question <laughs> which was so do, do they do people often know themselves how much they've been psychologically or emotionally affected by their brain injury yeah, I mean, sometimes, sometimes they know, and sometimes, uh, unfortunately, the area of the brain that kind of monitors how your brain is functioning is injured, and and that's called insight. So if patients don't have insight, um, they can definitely have a harder time monitoring how they're doing and how they're feeling. Um, in terms of the psychological and emotional impact. You know, I, th- I think generally I find that the patients that I see are in good spirits. Maybe that's because physio is always fun, but, yes. <laughs> um, you know, I would guess it's more when, you know, they're in a really structured environment. There's a lot of focus on recovery, 
Um, and it's probably more when they go home, back to their real life, that they, unfortunately, that more uh, psychological and emotional issues start to arise. Oh, thank you. So, as you know, every brain injury is is really different. But uh, are there any the exercises that you are the right go-to exercises for you for a particular set of skills that need, need that patients need to to develop the physical skills like exercises or that you like or do you think are very important to show certain things? For sure. I mean, as you said, uh, all patients are different, so they all need different exercises. But um, I like to pick exercises that reflect patient interests. So you know, if they like playing sports before, like golf or hockey, try to incorporate a golf club or a hockey stick or something like that into the exercise. Um, for example, I, I had a patient whose uh, girlfriend was away at school in England when he was in rehab. And he had this goal of picking her up from the airport with a bouquet of flowers. So instead of just doing kind of boring gait training exercises, we pretended we were at the airport and he held a cone that was, you know, it was the bouquet of flowers and we practiced kind of walking through a busy hallway where uh, we were mimicking pe busy people in the airport. <laughs> yeah, that's kind yeah. of similar to, uh, not somewhere I didn't have a girlfriend at the time, but uh, but similar to like when I was doing physiotherapy, my physiotherapist would incorporate all the, the live just the general area, general St. John's, and general where I'm living, and uh, and and my activities, I used to, used to walk a so I swam a lot, and, and uh, they tried to get me, when I was doing triathlon, when I was injured, so they tried to get me on a, on a bike and run, even though I'm I'm very unstable still. Not, I'm not unstable still, but I'm not running. I'm running, I can't really be stable, so they're trying to incorporate that too, physiotherapy. Or I guess I don't know, known for incorporating the activities of the patient. So that it makes it a lot more makes it a lot more fun and meaningful, right? It does. Totally, yeah, it makes it more interesting too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So another um, thing I, I like to use is uh, the Wii Balance Board for higher level patients. Oh yeah, I've used that. Yes. Enjoyable. <laughs> can you just help you what that is? I, I know that myself, but oh, uh, do you know the Nintendo Wii? Yeah. So they have this board that you can stand on and you can do balance exercises on it and there are games for example like a snowball fight where you have to kind of shift your weight to avoid getting hit by a snowball and <laughs> things like that. It's pretty fun. Nice. Yeah, see, it's actually I had a Wii, I had the tennis rackets, well not tennis rackets but the, the controller is sort of racket and I think I had one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. 
Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The board for, but this earlier on, like, I mean, not right after injury, but ended up was very unstable on the balance board myself. But um, so what? Do you, so going back, just going back to actually trying to rehab institute. The you said you're in the ABI program. So can you talk more about the what the ABI program is, and and how it's how it's how it works in trying to rehab. Yeah, so the ABI program caters to individuals with acquired brain injury. So that would be a brain injury that you sustained after birth. It could be traumatic brain injury, such as, you know, motor vehicle accidents, bike accidents, like such as yourself. Um, It could be um, non-traumatic, so aneurysms. Uh, bleeds, things like that. There is a separate stroke program at Toronto Rehab, but occasionally um, we'll see stroke patients on the acquired brain injury unit. Um, And the way that it works, as mentioned before, the patients will initially have an acute care hospital stay, and then once they're medically stable, they'll come for inpatient rehab. Um, On my unit, uh, which is the... Um, the, sorry, (laughs) my mind went blank for a second there. Um, The neurocognitive unit, the patients typically stay for about a month and they'll work with not just, not just physiotherapists, they work with occupational therapists, speech therapists, social workers, uh, nurses, doctors, rehab therapists, behavior therapists, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So they'll work on a whole bunch of different areas, a whole bunch of different goals. They usually stay about one month, um, and then if they still need more therapy, we can refer them to the outpatient ABI unit where they come, you know, they live at home, but they come twice a week to continue working on their goals. And the outpatient unit is within, is in Trondria Institute, yes. the same building? Yeah, so there is one downtown at the university center, and then there's also the Rumsey Center, which I talked about before, which has... It's in another location, but it also has outpatient ABI and stroke programs. Uh, I know my outpatient experience was also very good. Um, but yeah, it's a, uh, so was your you outpatient, sorry? sorry, what was your outpatient experience uh, also at St. John's Hospital? 
Uh, well, yeah, the, the Miller Center, which is the local rehab institute, the provincial rehab, well, not provincial, I guess, St. John's area. And, uh, so, yeah, almost everyone who comes here for brain injury, or has a brain injury, goes to the Miller Center. I went there, the inpatient and outpatient there, same place, and many of the same okay. physiotherapists. Okay. That's nice for a continuity of care. Yeah. And uh, so, um, so actually, this kind of goes segues in this one. So, from what you've from what you've seen, you've seen a lot of a lot of brain injured patients, and you have a good bit of experience with them. So, what do you think of the do you, or do you know? Do you have any idea of what the how how well how you can predict how well someone do you think will do after they've had a brain injury? Like genetics, genetics, their athletic or sedentary, their age, that um. luck. Some some of it is probably luck. That's a good question, though. Uh, Certainly, um, someone who has no other comorbidities. So if they're previously healthy, they were physically active, they know their body, they know their body well, and you know how it feels to do exercise. Um, You know, in terms of their physical recovery, I think it would be a lot easier um, to recover if you have that that past history of being physically active and healthy. Um, but certainly the severity of the brain injury plays a big role. Um, that being said, though, I know some people are told in acute care that they might never walk again or their families are told that they might never wake from a coma and then and then they end up waking up and making a full recovery. So I think your, your point about luck uh, might be part of it as well. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we talked about insight, and I think that's really, that's a big key player because if you don't have insight into what your impairments are, it can be very difficult to work on improving them because it's hard to work on something that you don't feel is a problem, right? Exactly, yeah. Actually, the point of insight leads me to my kind of off-script last question about you, uh, do you, as a physiotherapist at Toronto Rehab, do you work with OT, speech therapists, uh, social workers, rehab therapists, and others? So, in terms of insight, that's very important they know. They have it, people that patients have, patients' insight is a big factor for for that for that, for that that part, to, to tell all of the therapists what the, or, or let all the therapists know and let, well, let them know what they need to work on really, what's really important, what's what needs work the most, and what's what's you know, how one part so how one part the patients know how well the, how much their say speech therapy impacts their physical therapy or their or their OT impacts their social work or whatever. Or do people have insight to that? Is that how important do you think that is that people understand the relationship between all the therapies? Um, yeah, I think that's important uh, more when you're kind of going into the real world because, you know, in the hospital, everything's very structured and you have your hour of physio where you focus solely on physio. Yeah. You have your hour of OT, which focuses solely on OT and, and so on and so forth. But when you get into the real world, you need to walk and talk and think yeah. and all at the same time. So... And certainly, after a brain injury, 
physical activity can affect your think like you know if you've done a lot of physical activity your thinking can be slower because you're more tired or if you've done a hard you know a hard cognitive session then you might not have the energy to do a physical session so certainly understanding just how using your brain in general can affect any area um, is important and, and it's probably important that we it is important that we work together you know OTs and physios and speech therapists to kind of combine our sessions so that we're not really pinpointing one thing you know it's helpful when we work together and, and we do real life tasks for yeah. instance uh, I often go grocery shopping with the OTs um, and their quickly. patients did you do that? Yeah. Yeah, because we want to see how you would do in the real world with shopping and following a list and doing your cooking. But when you go outside, you know, the physiotherapist can watch how you do from a mobility perspective and the OT watches, you know, if you can find your way and if you can find the groceries. And so we certainly work together a lot. And I think that that gives the patients a lot more of a real-life valuable experience. Actually, it reminds me. I remember it was at the uh, when I was there in the medical center in '03, I guess so far at this point. There's a little apartment they have in there, in the hospital that you can yep. see at one night. Uh, they went, that's when I went to our grocery shopping the first time with them. Was go to the, go to the nearby grocery store and get some supplies I need for the night to see if I can see how well I can do one night. This is later on, obviously. This is an 04, this is well after when I was in the outpatient therapy. When I have to say how well I could work a night on my own in the, in the, in the little apartment, kind of, sort of. So, with yeah. them, of course, nearby. Yeah, we have the same thing. Um, that our inpatients, if, the, if they're ready and if it's appropriate, we'll move them into the self-care apartment where they need to cook for themselves. They need to ask for their medications themselves. They need to show up for their therapy on time. And it, uh, yeah. it mimics a, a more real-life environment instead of the hospital where people are kind of always on you to follow your schedule and bringing you food and bringing you your meds and everything. Yeah, the time management piece is always just still a big part of what I'm... I mean, I'm not... I mean, I do well with it, but I just... It's always... It's forefront of my mind is... How much time I need to get here, and and even if I'm ten minutes early, at least I'm there. Like at least I'm. Yeah. At least I've got. I know I'm not gonna. Be, I'm always worried about being late, even though I'm always like ten minutes early. But uh, <laughs> but uh, that's that's part of my. It's part of my. Uh, part of I guess lingering part of the. Uh, of of the time management piece of the of brain drinking back to normal life. That's really stuck with me. So. Uh, yeah. Well, in this day and age, uh, being on time is rare, so that's a great quality out yeah. there. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so, actually, thank you so much for this. This talk this is very. This is actually extremely interesting. And you talked about many many things you mentioned are something that really rings true for me in my my experience with physiotherapy and exercise, and so and social work and OT and all and all those other streams as well. So. I think this is, a, this is a great chat, and hopefully other people will find it as lightning as I have. So thank you so much. Thank you very much, Nick. Um, can I ask you a question before okay. we finish? You can ask as many questions as you want. Nick, I was wondering if you have any advice for a therapist on 
uh, what we could do to help make the most of a patient's rehab experience. Is there something that you remember that made a big impact on you, something that someone said or did? Well, my I know my my physiotherapist. Well, they all they all they were all great. Wendy and and well, my first physiotherapist was Deb, and then and then Wendy and Victoria, sub doctor. But Jan Shears was one of my physiotherapists here, and she's had a huge impact on my life. And uh, she's the one who got me swimming again. And so I, and uh, and just and when I walked into I was in I was in a wheelchair from. My action did August 1st until February, end of February, so March 3rd uh, of 04, so for about six months, five months, six months. Uh, yeah, six months in a wheelchair. And uh, so when I, and so I was in, by the time I got out of re- inpatient rehab, I was using a walker. And uh, when I walked into the outpatient rehab on the walker, she got, she uh, made sure I was stable. I mean, but said, you're not, you're, not using, you're not using that again, so took the walk from me. She's like, when you when you come here, like use it, leave it here in the in the uh, vestibule for the outdoors, for the uh, you know the uh, coat room kind of thing. So leave it here. But when you're in this inpatient for the day for a few hours doing my therapies, you will always walk with with a therapist assistance or me, and or I or by or by our own hopefully. So she really challenged me to. Make sure that I that I wasn't relying relying on the walker. And she's, so I think I think challenging is the big thing. Like, and though it's I know I know well, how she she's she's an excellent therapist, a great person. But uh, just challenging people to although it may be tough because because usually you and I've seen all the inpatients who have had major physical difficulties and getting around and things like that. But even emotional psychological difficulties. That but challenging them to challenging for you challenging them can be tough for you too I'm sure for physical therapists themselves to let a patient like not alone it's not never a risk of falling or hurting themselves but but challenging them to really to work on or to do it for themselves so it's all about challenging that I think and I really like what you're saying about the uh, fine like find out what people do so I think that's important to find out what they like what activities they've done they said like that mm-hmm. me, me and his girlfriend at the airport or going grocery shopping that sort of thing um I'm really rambling here trying to think of what's a what's really stuck out for me is um I think the whole the whole experience was I mean as depressing an event as it was and as tough as it was Physiotherapy for me, because me, because I was, it was, it was reactive and sports and active. So it was easier for me to get off work. That I was maybe happy going to physiotherapy because I could sense myself getting better. Like easy, easy way to measure how I was doing, how my balance felt, how I felt physically. Mm-hmm. So it may be some way to find to people who aren't, who aren't physically as physically aware. They're, they're, they're maybe, maybe like singers or. Necessarily, it's not physical, but like people who don't write or people who don't necessarily their their thing is not that they don't they don't like physical activity as much. They just can them find a way for them to really appreciate how well their their body awareness and their mindfulness, so that they can get in tune with their own with their own body. So that's I think that's I guess my biggest thing would be yeah 
finding a way for everyone to get in tune with their body, making people understand. I think my, my degree in biology, and I joined on some anatomy courses, helped me understand when you say, like, okay, the raise your right hip or, you know, and feel like you can feel that. Oh, I can feel that. Like, But that was easier for me because I, I played sports somewhere I knew what you were talking about. Kind of not knew what you are talking about because I don't have physical therapy degree, but understand. So get patients understand understand what what moves, why moves, what, how their body their body awareness I think is very important for I would say that's my one piece of advice is getting people to understand their body awareness. Mhm. Yeah, and making that connection even for people who didn't have that you know, a passion for physical activity before, exactly. trying to make it something that they want to do. Exactly. Yeah, that's good advice. Thank you. Well, thank you for this great talk, and and I, I really, really appreciate it. That's been, a, you know, as like I said, a great chat, and uh, so hopefully we'll actually talk again soon. So, thank you, Kit. It was a pleasure, Nick. Thanks very much. Thank you again to Kit for a great discussion. It sounds like very rewarding work, and thank you to another person at Toronto Rehab. Occupational therapist Jen, who connected me with Kit. And thank you to my friend Carolyn for connecting me with Jen. I want to let everyone know that June is Brain Injury Awareness Month in Canada, so please get out and support your local Brain Injury Association. In Newfoundland Labrador, that is Newfoundland Labrador Brain Injury Association, www.nlba.ca. Or you can go to www.nlba.ca slash loveyourbrainnl. We have taken our lead from loveyourbrain.com, which promotes brain health by encouraging a healthy lifestyle, mindfulness, and body awareness. So please, if you're a studio, yoga studio, or Pilates studio, or another exercise studio, please visit www.nlba.ca slash loveyourbrain to learn more and register your studio for this. Thank you for listening, everyone. As always, music at the beginning of this podcast is by Ben Sound. www.bensound.com 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.